Welcome to Spiritual Fertility. I am your host, Allison Buckland. I am a mother to a miracle and a highly intuitive and transformational teacher, coach, and healer. I believe that each of our life experiences shape us, providing valuable lessons from which we can transform, expand, and evolve in this lifetime. When we are armed with the right tools to bring about our own self-awareness and shine a light upon some of our most darkest experiences, we then begin to experience an awakening and rebirth, a reinvention of ourselves and the conscious awareness to take action and co-create the path ahead. Join me each week and listen in to hear my guests' impactful stories along with their empowering tools to ignite and inspire. I'm providing a supportive, fun, and collaborative space to collectively initiate and motivate change within you, spark your curiosity, and bring hope and inspiration to your own soul's path. I'm excited for you to join me and see what we can discover. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Fertility, the next episode. I'm Allison Buckland, the host, and I have the most beautiful guest that I cannot wait to share with all of you. Uh, She is a teacher of mine. She is a dear friend. She is a soul sister in motherhood and spirituality in all that life brings. And I just cannot wait for her to share her story of evolution of spiritual fertility and what she's doing now to serve others. She and I met through basically what our intention is for this episode. It is allowing and attracting as opposed to pushing. And that comes through and is really evident in how we met. I first came in tune with Reiki, I was hearing the word and became more curious about what Reiki was, experienced it for myself. But in the back of my mind, I knew that Reiki was something that I wanted to learn so that I could help myself and then in turn help others down the line. And a couple summers ago, it was time for me to learn Reiki. And so I took to the interwebs and the lovely Google (laughs) and typed in Reiki teacher near me so that I could find a Reiki teacher and was looking through the results and was immediately attracted to my friend Diane and the rest is history. She has taught me uh, Reiki one and Reiki two, holy fire Reiki. Um, She has attuned me. We have done work with angels and she has also been uh, become a dear friend and soul sister. So here she is, Diane Bavolino. I hope I pronounced that right. Did you I did. You that? did it perfectly. Okay, good. So, Diane, introduce yourself. Tell us about your business, and then we'll get into your story of what led you into your spiritual journey. Hello, everyone. I'm so blessed to be here. Thank you, Allison, for inviting me on. I came into, let's see, my business is Lotus Soul Healing Arts. And let's see, it opened in 2019, right before the COVID. And uh, let's see, what brought me here is I found Reiki through breast cancer. And I'm so blessed to be 16 years out. And I found Reiki after I went through like the deep parts of breast cancer and I found it when I was, tr- I was 
how do I, how do you live with breast cancer once you're through the chemotherapy and the reconstruction? And I was just worried about how do I live? You know, how do I live and not worry about a reoccurrence? And I found Reiki and that helped me put that worry into a box. And as we know, Reiki just took away the worry. It's hard to say how it did that, but it just did. And I decided I needed to become a Reiki master. And then the spirituality just took off from there. And I found so many other things. I found um, the Lightyrian clearing classes that I know you've been involved in that that we both love. I became a yoga instructor during COVID. Let's see. And right now I'm in the middle of becoming an Akashic records reader, which I love and reflexology, uh, you know, decided to get into that. There's just so much I love about spirituality and reading the cards as I know you do, the Oracle cards. And the best part of this is making dear friends like you. Oh, so sweet. Yes, I know it really is. When we get into that space of allowing and being more of a co-creator rather than like a pusher and and um, do the next thing and hurry along and hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, sometimes it takes things like a cancer diagnosis. And I'm so grateful that you are a breast cancer survivor because I'm sure that that does affect your spirit, your mind, body, and your soul. And I'm so glad you were led to Reiki so that you can teach others. So for those who are on their spiritual path and have heard of Reiki and might not really quite understand exactly what it is, can you give us a little bit of a synopsis about what Reiki energy is? So Reiki is universal energy. So I'm energy, Allison's energy, and everyone out there's energy. And what happens is the energy comes from God's source. And then the energy is we're a conduit and the energy is transferred through our hands. And we don't need to actually touch the client. And we actually also can do distant Reiki, but we can hover over the client. And what we're doing is we're clearing your aura. We're clearing your chakras. And what we're clearing is any um, blockages or any type of what I'd like to say, if if a sickness is coming your way, it, it, it can be in your aura because maybe you're just around somebody at the grocery store who had something coming their way, or maybe your, your chakra is running like at, at too fast of an energetic level. And also distantly is energies right does not follow our space and time. So right now I could send energy right now to Allison to clear her, her energy. And basically, right. If, if we're vibrating low, we want to vibrate at a higher level or a calm level. And then if we're at the regular level or a higher level, then we, we will not get, you know, sick or we'll just be feeling really positive. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you for that explanation because it can be like this mysterious thing. I mean, Reiki is energy. We're all energy. Reiki is a healing energy. And it's something that we can all be attuned to. If we work with a Reiki master, we can step in and we can be that person that can help heal ourselves. I know for me, my purpose in learning Reiki and what I've used it for mainly is for myself is to uh, work on myself, to put my hands on my own body and work through my chakras and heal. And then um, also to be able to be used for others. I, um, how I've used Reiki, one example, I work uh, with kids, I work in school. And I remember 
just if kids get hurt little things here and there this happens i fall down on the playground i get and i'm like come here mrs buckland let me do some of my magic and i will um quickly you know do some symbols in my hands and give them reiki on their spot not even touching them just like hover over and it's so cool to be able to be that conduit to be able to give that energy and i have a hundred percent success rate by the way it does you know little yes. kids they're like i'm like does it feel better yes it does um that's awesome and so with reiki healing is that something that you practice on yourself and how often do you do it for yourself um yes i'll practice it on myself i did the other last night because i was having a migraine so i was doing it over my eyes um i would say i'll do like 10 minutes in the evening a couple days a week okay yeah gotcha what i'll do yeah and so you? Yeah, no, I like to as much as I can. I mean, I try to get into a routine like every morning. Um, I'll switch on some like Reiki healing music and I will just go through a routine of like scanning my chakras and really providing that Reiki to myself. So it just kind of helps my energy first thing in the morning when I'm waking up to just really kind of get in tune with that. And so and so Reiki really was your stepping stone into yes. your spiritual journey and your mother too um as well and so i mean how has like motherhood impacted you know your journey i mean because you have grown boys right yes i have a 26 year old and a 23 year old so yes i have two boys um but yes to get there i did go through let's see i've gone through two miscarriages and i did oh. I, I did experience um like an infertility it was minor infertility journey but yeah so but yeah I, and one thing mothering I one job I feel like is a very difficult job but I do feel like it's the best job out there yes yes it can be very difficult especially as they grow I mean mine's only ten but um you know you were sharing earlier before we hit record just some of the things even as your children get older and having to navigate their struggles i mean we have our own right, right. but having to navigate their struggles yes and find that balance between like Our loving life. right yeah. and loving and helping and not being so codependent and having those boundaries you know that come into play um along the way yeah yeah and i know one thing for me is um i've had to read that um boundary book a lot you know boundaries is not the easiest thing i know for me so yeah honestly me, as a mother me, at least yeah Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, no, I was definitely with the boundaries. But um, so in your spiritual path, tell us a little bit about, you know, after Reiki and you started going down that path. What was that like as you moved through it? Tell me about like your timeline and what did you just keep, keep being curious for any specific reason? Or was it just something internal and that pull that you felt to continue studying and learning more about your spiritual path? Yes, it was just, yeah, yes, to keep on learning and keep on increasing my skill set, just just keep on digging deeper and deeper. Um, so after the Reiki, I started um, with the Lightyrian classes, and um, in every Lightyrian class I did, I wanted to be a facilitator and teacher, because I just found them, you know, I love the angel classes, and then the path clearing was just amazing. And then while I was doing that, those, those classes, I always wanted to be able to read the Oracle cards, the tarot cards. And I just taught that myself and then with some online classes. And, you know, the one thing about Reiki is it opens your, um, 
third eye. And once I learned one lineage of Reiki, and then I hear about a new lineage through um, International Center of Reiki Training, I get the pull to learn that new lineage. Uh, so then I, I just wanted to be able to know that. And then if I was going to teach it, I wanted to make sure I knew all of the lineage to share that with any students that came my way. So I kept, you know, kept up on everything because as anybody who came to me in my mentoring capacity, that was one thing I felt like I wanted to be up on everything. Cause how can you be a mentor if you're not up on, you know, all of the details is and this is how I felt. And then I always found reflexology interesting. So it's just adding on, adding on, on to all of that. Yeah. And then, and this... I, yeah, I always wanted to learn about the Akashic records. That's always been in my head. And it just, until though you found right, the right teacher or that right call to you. And just recently I found somebody that called to me. So I signed up for that class back in September. Fun. Yeah. I love the Akashic records. Um, I was just talking about that with my guest last week. Um, it's so just interesting and like how this library of our soul and how we can just be attuned to communicating with record keepers, not only for ourselves but um, through the process of others for sure. But this entrepreneurial journey is not for the faint of heart. I know that. But um, did you always, I think in the past during our conversation, you've shared with me um, that you kind of had the nudge you would be an entrepreneur, but you did not take that path right away because you're getting ready to um, retire at some point in the near future. So tell me about like starting a business. So you learn Reiki, right? And you decide right. to be a teacher and you help yourself with the breast answer but how that what made you decide to turn that into a business so i know when i was younger i always wanted to have my own business um but i always thought it would be more i wanted to be a fashion designer i was telling my girlfriend this over dinner the other night so i always thought oh i'm going to be a fashion designer and then i thought i'll own my own store by the beach because i love the ocean um and i just thought i'd sell my clothes there and i'd sell you know, different things in my store. So here I am today, blessed with my own business and it's a healing arts business. So um, one interesting thing, which is going on right now is through um, last year when I became an international best-selling author and I wrote my own chapter in a, in a, a group book, I met another author who has a healing business and I did um, path life regression. And right now, my, she taped my whole series. It's live. And part of my story is actually um, shows where in my healing path, I wanted to be a psychiatrist at one point also in my past life. And then in my future life was like, do you want to be a you know psychiatrist or do you want to go in this alternative healing? So it's all recorded with me, you know, um, she is, you know, hip, well, not, not hip, whatever. Yeah, I guess I'm hypnotized. Um, so it's really out there live on her podcast. She's amazing too, like you are. Um, so it's kind of interesting also to see that because the other side of my life also was like, I always wanted to be a psychiatrist and help people heal. And I always felt like I'm, I missed that other side of my life story. So I just wanted to mention that also to everyone, but cool. here I am. Right. With, I guess this is what was meant to be. 
to own Lotus Soul Healing Arts and help people, you know, this way, which I'm very, very um, happy about. But as you said, it's not for the faint heart, but Mm-mm. we're, but with our intention um, and you and I've met, it's, it's working. <laughs> right. And yes. it's not yeah. about, you've been through the pushing, pushing, pushing. I've yeah. been through the pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. And you know, that like masculine energy and like, yes. you know, having anxiety when it's not coming or feeling scarcity or having to do this. And, you know, we, these all, these things all come up and we have, they come up for a reason so that we can work through them and clear them and get to that place where we can be in acceptance and we can be in allowing and we can be in flow. And it does not mean that things aren't going to continue to show up, which they will, but it's going through those things um, to get to where you are now, to make that choice, to make that change. And I know part of your story too, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, is toxic work culture and how that can affect your health and how Reiki and energy healing helped you in that. Talk a little bit about that because I still do like the dry bathing. Like mm-hmm. I remember your story coming home of being with your boss and like inner energy and you're just like, brush it off, brush it off, brush it off. You're so cute. So I never had migraines before. And then in my previous job as a manager um, and being in a very toxic work life, the migraine started to the point that um, I was able, though, to use, um, yes, the Reiki and bring in my crystal healing and um, bring in a lot of the um, different um, things we have throughout Reiki to get rid of um, some of that toxicity. And I was able to share that in in the book, um, Entangled No More, because I wanted to share that with other women or men that are in toxic work work environments. I did get out of, you know, management and got away from that manager. I still, unfortunately, still experience migraines, which is why you and I could not tape this the other day. Hopefully someday they'll go away. But yes, um, I'm so happy though, you know, that I learned the Reiki and I can at least, I know I've had many different women somehow come to me in my office that I've been able to share. They've been able to share my their stories with me, not knowing that I've had the same story as them. And as you and I know, when we've been in the same shoes, I think that's what makes you a good healer also. Right, right. I mean, you know, healers heal, right? I mean, hurt people hurt people, but healed people also heal people. I mean, it is just, it goes into that. I mean, and and especially those that with empathy, um, which leads me to my next topic because, and this is something that I do not think people are aware that they are. Um, and I think that there are a lot more people than we think that are empaths that right. really can take on other people's energy and their vibration without even knowing it. And why it's very important to set boundaries, not just physical boundaries, but energetic boundaries. Um, so that's what being an empath is. And and you and I are both empaths. And there are probably many women and men listening to this who are like, wait, what is that? So just talk, share a little bit about being an empath and and what steps one can maybe take to be mindful of what energy is theirs and what energy might be others. Um, so an empath, a couple signs of being an empath is, um, do you need alone time every day? Which I know I do. Um, do you find that 
if you read, if you're scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and there's anything about animals, literally, or, or sad story about anyone that literally your body starts to hurt. Cause I know I do to the point that like, I, gotta get, I need to put the phone away. Um, do you go to it? I used to go to parties and I thought you guys that I had social anxiety because I'd go in the room and there'd be so much noise and so many people that I, I could not communicate. But really what it is, is you're an empath and you're taking on all this, the energy from folks. So it's just too much sensory input. Um, and you're, let me look at the two of us. We're, we're very social. It's just hard sometimes being like in a large group of people because you're taking their energy on. Right. So those are just a couple signs. There's more signs, but those are a couple. So some things you can do is envision, right? Like there's like a bubble around you. Like there is, you, we can put an energetic bubble around ourselves. We're not envisioning it. So this way I'm, you know, you're protected and that you are fit, energetically protected by all of their energy. And then um, when you come home, you can, you don't need selenite. Actually, I happen to have some right here. But you don't need the selenite like I have. You can pretend your pen, if you have a pen, you can pretend it is selenite. You can intention make it selenite and then just go in your aura and cleanse yourself when you come home or if you're in the car right away from all their negative energy. Maybe it wasn't negative. Maybe it was just energy you didn't want. It didn't have to be negative, right? Just be some energy that you just don't want to take on because you want your energy. Those are a couple right. of quick things. You could um, get sage spray, sage spray you know, on anywhere, um, or just buy sage and light that and put that around your aura. Or you can just dry brush yourself in all your, any of your chakras and just get rid of any of their energy. You can just say to yourself, I am clean. I am cleansed. This is my energy. And I send their energy back to source. It's that simple. And that makes it really intentional, right? It's allowing us to make intentional decisions, to be conscious, to be mindful. Um, I like to put a protective bubble around me. Like literally I'm envisioning it like, like um, Glinda, the good witch. And when she like drifts off, like in the bubble, like protective bubble of light that is blocking out any interference from any other sources that aren't mine that will interfere with my own energy. And this has evolved over time, but learning to be able to thrive as an empath is key, especially those on the spiritual path who I think can be like maybe in the closet, they don't know it yet that they're an empath, but um, I met so many folks on the spiritual path who who are em empaths. And, but um, you know, we are, we do have empathy. We have big hearts. We're on this journey. We're trusting in the divine. We're trusting in um, source and we are doing the best that we can, right? Yeah. And I, I do run an empath group every other week online. If you're interested, you can reach out, which yeah, is, that's, it's a bunch of empaths and together we're, we're all just, we are supporting each other. Yeah. And that's key, you know, to have a group yeah. of like-minded souls who are able to support because we need community. We need others. Yeah. We need to be, I mean, because we're of this of this new earth, you know, light yeah. workers that are paving the yeah. way for others and her supporting each other's in this path. Well, thank you for sharing, man, we've touched on so many things with Reiki yeah. healing and breast cancer survival and motherhood and miscarriage and entrepreneurship and empath, my heavens, we've touched on them all, which is, which is just wonderful. And it brings us back to the intention of really just allowing, 
allowing mm -hmm. our path to unfold, allowing those that we're supposed to meet come into our life. And is there anything specific that you are feeling guided to share? Maybe a, another tool you've used or anything that's coming through that you would like to share? And we'll, we'll be sure to include all of your information in the show notes so folks can get in touch with you. But just before we um, wrap up, like, you know, I think we've, yeah, I think we covered, no, I think we've covered a lot. Anything you can think of? No, no. not really. No, I think we've, no, I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think Thank that, you. The, yeah, of course, the last thing I am feeling called to share is that um, to remember to have fun, you know, and find joy in this journey yeah. because there's so many things yeah. that can be really heavy when we're talking about, yeah. um, you know, darkness and light combined, but really to just like play and have fun and find those yeah. people in your journey that you can relate to and have fun and take that time for yourself. I think the one thing I would say is listen to your intuition because, you know, you're talented. You know, Allison and I have skills and you have skills. You know, everyone's talented. For sure. We all have. Yeah. We all have those those talents that um, really with intention can come through by living in our values and, you know, following those divine breadcrumbs along yes. the way. Yeah, that's the one thing. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. It was fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. And for those that are listening, make sure to subscribe, share this episode with somebody that you think that it will resonate with. Leave us a review so it can help us reach more light workers and those in their spiritual path along the way. And thank you so much, Diane. Thank you. Bye-bye.